Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session is now in session hello and welcome to seo 101 on webmasterradio.fm episode number 310 this is ross dunn ceo of step forth web marketing and my co-host is john carcutt the vice president of strategy for reflexive media ah, hey. how are things my friend good good uh, took last week off had the thanksgiving dinner we had the whole holiday here in the states you guys do a thanksgiving in canada you, you do something like that don't you yeah, we do Thanksgiving in October. October, yeah. I knew it wasn't connected to ours directly. Um, yeah, but we finally, it took a few years, but we finally get uh, Black Friday and all that stuff. It's really no point in why they do it. It's just a good reason, excuse for a sale. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I lock myself in the house on Black Friday, so. <laughs> I do all my sales online, all my purchasing online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't, I mean, the sales, it was somebody mentioned that the sales on Black Friday are no different than the sales on Cyber Monday. So why don't they just have one big sale weekend? You know. It's kind of how they do it here. Although some places Friday, it does end at midnight. Yeah. And then I guess, one's on Monday. It's just a marketing thing more than anything. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, it's like Secretary's Day. Created by the flower companies and the card companies. Yeah, yeah it's, it's brilliant, and I like it because I get all my Christmas gifts now. I just buy my own Christmas gifts throughout the year, and then I worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not for you, though, John. Oh. <laughs> other Am I supposed, I'm supposed to be buying other people stuff? <laughs> Someone should have told me that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll want some rum or something, right? Exactly. Well, they don't be like oh you don't want to? oh okay i'll drink it <laughs> oh dear i never forget well, the, the the simpsons episode where homer bought marge a bowling ball with his name on it <laughs> <laughs> i miss the like, simpsons yeah What's it's, awesome. it's still going Can't believe oh it. yeah it's amazing oh my gosh this is uh this is a record for completely off-topic content well um <laughs> we're close to it anyway all right, you can do the first one. So it, we we got a sh kind of a sh sh quick show today because there's, there's a lot a lot to cover. But one of the, the best things we have to cover is a certain person that we all know and love uh, was honored by the search engine community. Mr. Ross Dunn was was the was one of the first people honored by the the, the new search community honors you section on search engine roundtable. And it's really awesome. He deserved it. He should have been the first one honored, but you know. <laughs> It wasn't a shock. Well, this was a shock when it came up because the shock, because I'd already been notified and asked questions, but, and it was really cool to get uh, asked. Um, frankly, it was just like, wow, that's, that's great. Um, but then I didn't know who it was until this time too. And it was good old Jim Hedger that had, that had yep. nominated. And that was pretty cool. Jim's, uh, Jim was my first employee, the first person I taught SEO to. And, uh, and he's since gone on and started his business and done quite well for himself too in the SEO realm. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and just 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 for a little thing here, just so everybody can that hasn't read the article yet, there's a list of Ross's favorite things in general. Uh, his favorite color is forest green. Uh, food is pad thai. I would I would not have guessed pad thai, Ross. I don't know why. Really? 
Now, uh, favorite activities, snorkeling and photography and long walks on the beach. And uh, no, wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that does tie in his favorite vacations. Hawaii. We all know you go to Hawaii every year, every chance you get. Um, yeah, dream car. This is the one that I think that the, the uh, Webmaster Radio people should be listening to and get you one of these days. Dream car is yes. Porsche <laughs> yep. Yes, nice Porsche. Yeah. Yep. I don't think that's too tall in order. I see them in freaking every block in this city. God, Victoria's got expensive. Yeah, They're I was going to say, you live, in a, you live in a wealthy city, that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, it makes you think, hey, that can't be too bad to buy. You know, everyone's going. <laughs> and then I you look at the building, you're like, run. oh my God, I don't make nearly as much as everyone else does. <laughs> what do those things run these days? I have no idea what they run now. Um, uh, I don't know either for sure. I think you know you're you're talking eighty, ninety, oh, hundred grand. Like, well, eighty, ninety is not totally out of reach. When you start getting six figures for a car, that's a little excessive. <laughs> yeah, for me, thirty grand a lot for a car because I run big <laughs> everywhere. I don't like oh no no thanks. Uh, any case, yeah, it's it was really cool. It's neat to see that and and uh, uh, it didn't uh, spawn much of commentary, but uh, it was nice to see you on there. Thank you and. Yeah. Uh, and for for everybody, I'm going to put a link in the Google uh, community, but head over to Search Engine Roundtable um, if you want to read the article. It's a really good article about Ross. gives you a little bit of insight about him personally, uh, his history. Uh, so, Thanks. I appreciate it. You deserve That's it, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. As much ribbing as I give you, I give you a lot of props, too, man. You're, you're awesome at what you do, and it's been a pleasure um, being your friend all these years. Likewise. Well, I made sure to mention you, and and how much fun it is to do the show. And yeah, it's it's one of the highlights of the week and my whole year. So glad we're still doing it together. Now, even though you've moved around, I was a little worried whenever you get these new jobs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to keep growing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll just grow my spot. <laughs> yeah. Some of us just stay in the same place since 1997 and never change. <laughs> uh at least I'm not making what I made back then. That would be scary. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into some news. So yeah. um, Google featured snippets change up in the past 30 days. There's been a few changes, I gather. And I, I actually didn't read this. So I guess it's back to you. Yeah. So, um, and actually this was, this kind of was identified by uh, Dr. Pete over at Moz and they have, they have a lot of tools where they track which types of features are showing up in search results. And they, he noticed pretty significant changes in the number of featured snippets showing up in search results. And it actually correlated to an increase in the number of knowledge graph features showing up in search results. So it, it's almost like Google's making a shift and moving from you know, snippets, featured snippets to knowledge graph. Um, so one, somebody, I read, an, I read another article on this. Somebody said that basically that knowledge graph was eating the featured snippets. Um, and it's just something to be aware of that if you spend time targeting or focusing on a certain um, attribute of the search results, let's say you spend a lot of time trying to get your clients in the feature snippets, it doesn't mean they're always going to be there. Don't use that as your primary strategy or the main focal point of your business knowledge. We're the number one team at getting you Google featured snippets and then they go away. What are you left with? Um, it's great to know how to do that. It's great to add it to your services, but don't focus on that kind of stuff because those search results change all the time. Not just the rankings, but what's included in them changes all the time. 
Yeah, we believe actually we actually covered that last show, I believe. And, and just to recap again, that's the the content you see underneath the search engine results. Sometimes you get extra uh, links and extra information that shows up below, and it can take a couple the the the, the equivalent volume of a couple search results. It's quite good. It, it shows up well, and there's a there's a reason people like them. And I, and I think even on the last show, I think what we focused on more than a feature snippet was the answer box. Which was there's a lot of confusion about the difference between those two, but I know we talked about them both. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. think that I'm pretty sure the answer box was not impacted by this that I'm aware of. Um, at least, at least Dr. Pete didn't mention it specifically. Sure enough. Okay. Next up is that uh, Google is penalizing uh, sites for using the event markup incorrectly. Oh, I'm so shocked this has been spammed. Surprise. surprise. So <laughs> yeah. shocked. They're actually, they're actually sending out notice, notices in the search console. So if you're, if you're messing with event markup and you're just doing it, you're not sure you're doing it right or you're trying to manipulate it, go look in your search console and see if you got nailed for this. For sure. So essentially what's happening is, uh, for those who don't know, um, you can add event markup to your site um, and you can also submit it to Google Posts um, uh, in your Google My Business area if you're a local business. And Google will grab this information and sometimes show it. Well, certainly within Google Posts, you're posting it that way. But if you're doing it and you're <laughs> putting in fake stuff, like in this example, it says uh, free delivery on this date event ending on this date. No, it doesn't work that way. These aren't deals. (laughs) These are events. (laughs) Um, uh, Anyway, it's just so classic. But it's interesting, though, because some places will, based on marketing language, I mean, there could be an event for a retailer for this week only. We have an event where you get free shipping, right, to vent because they're they're promoting it as an event. That doesn't mean to Google it's an event. Where right? people show up, you know. Yeah. yeah it's it's a, like if it's a birthday, it's an event. You know, these, these kind of things. Anyway, different way of looking at it. A very, uh, not even gray area though. Come on, people. Um, yes. <laughs> if it's something you would send an invitation to or sell a ticket to, that's an event. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, and I mean, when it comes down to it, um, if the event... Um, I'm losing my track train of thought here, but um, yep, it's gone. <laughs> Gotta hate that. <laughs> it's not even Friday, man. What's going on? <laughs> I've had this all week. It's just been awful. Um, yeah, Blech. All right, so changes to href lang under mobile first indexed. Yeah. So this, so this is really interesting, and and it started in uh, Jen's Jen Jennifer Slag's. Uh, PubCon presentation, she was talking about this, and then um, some people picked it up and was asking. And basically, it looks like that when they when a site is included in the mobile first index and it is using an M dot um, versus a responsive website, that there's going to have to be changes to your href lang. But you don't want to make those changes unless you're included in the mobile first index. So it's a really odd situation. And the, the changes are a little confusing to me. And I was thinking about sending an email to Ask Jen directly about this. Um, but I think it's just important to understand that there are things that are going to have to change technically when it comes to the mobile first index. And and once it happens, depending on your situation. Again, if you're on a responsive site, you don't have to worry about this as much. But if you actually have an M dot or a separate site for your mobile site and you are using hreflang, 
there's going to be changes that need to be made. So I know this is not a, a really a one-on-one thing from that level, but I think the one-on-one piece of this is to understand that this mobile first index thing is a big deal and it's coming and it's coming soon. And Google is trying very hard to make it seamless and seem like people don't have to do a lot when it happens. But if you have certain situations, you are going to have to make changes when it comes to mobile first. Yeah, it's funny. You know, they say href lang equals en-us. So, and then another one, en-gb, so for Britain. It's kind of interesting how they don't have uh, some, if they didn't just make it like es-mobile or, you know, um, just to simplify it a bit. Because it just says alternate. It doesn't say this is mobile. Google just figures that out. Um, I don't know. Sometimes when they create these systems, I almost wonder well, if they didn't simplify it further. So, so that's that's the href. That's the alternate you're talking about. The alternate URL, correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, where else do you use alternate other than uh, the the mobile identification? Hmm. I mean, I was thinking about that when I was reading that too. Could you use alternate for anything else? Yes, you could for different languages. Just the languages. Right. But that's, it's well, href lang. That's part of the language piece, right? So. That's that's part of yeah. Well, that's true. You could use it if if there's no mobile involved. You're just using it for languages. Uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting situation. That's kind of why it's kind of confusing to me because I I want to see if I can get some clarity from Jen on it, um, or or maybe she'll write an article or somebody will write something explaining it in a little more detail. But but the, but the idea that that you know. Google, again, I brought this up because I wanted to make sure everybody understood. Just because Google's doing everything they can to make this a seamless switch from a desktop index to a mobile-first index doesn't mean it's going to be seamless for everybody. You know, just keep your eye on the ball. Make sure you watch and make sure if there's anything like this that applies to you that you deal with it. Mm-hmm. Although, actually, I should say that that is on the mobile version. Never mind. Never mind. Okay, no, that actually makes sense the way they've got it. Ugh. Anyways, it does take a little bit of looking, doesn't it? Like really absorbing what's written here. It does. Because yeah. uh, if you look at the desktop, then it actually does indicate this is media-only screen and then max widths. And then it links to the, mo- the mobile. Uh, anywho, sorry, people. Uh, 101ers, we apologize for this rather advanced <laughs> stuff. But it is interesting. And, and you'll find out more about it on the SEM post um, uh, it's uh, always got great content there. Yep. All right. Next up is a break. And when we get back, uh, we've got a few more pieces of news. Uh, again, it's going to be a little shorter today, but we've got some, still got some good stuff to share. We'll be, we'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. 
If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. When SEO isn't your SEO problem. Now, this is, I thought this was an interesting note because it's about <laughs> client management, which you know, I occasionally rant about uh, or at least bring up uh, because it is a hard part of our business. There's always, um, you know, as much as our clients want us to perform well and provide results, there are sometimes barriers to doing that. And, and, and this talks about those and how to get around it. I, I really appreciated the article. I know they come around, it seems, every few months, but I love them no matter what. Um, <laughs> they just seem to help. Now, in this case, it was written by, uh, I'm assuming that's how you say it, Casey, maybe Casey Gillette. Anyway, uh, apologize if I got that wrong. Uh, now, in this case, one of the, they went through a few different scenarios. One is when you're sending emails, you're not hearing anything back. Now, we're speaking here as SEOs to some SEOs and also to some prospective clients or clients of other SEOs. So, uh, we're going to try and meet the needs of all of you here, but um, if if you're receiving emails and you're not responding to your SEO, respond. It's the stuff that really slows us down. I mean, it, I, I, we deal with this every day in our business because we deal with a lot of small businesses who have tight uh, timelines. They just don't have um, sometimes the responsiveness we need, uh, and we get that, and we work around it. But the faster it gets to us, the faster we get to work, and we just it's we swoon when we get responses immediately. <laughs> it's so nice. Well, and, I think, and I think part of that is setting those expectations up front when you first engage with a client, have, having them know there's going to be some, there's going to be a need for us as SEOs to get feedback or approvals or or any you know information from you as a client, and if you can't provide that to us in a timely manner, that's going to throw everything off. I can't tell you. I can tell you an example um, in my old job at Advance where we had clients that you know six months into the project or even earlier, you know, three or four months into the project, they'd say, you know, I think we're going to cancel. We're not seeing the results we, we, we thought we were going to see. And we go back and look, to, you know, just to kind of analyze what, what happened. And there's like 10 pieces of content out to this client waiting for approval. And they've been waiting for months and we never hear anything. There's no approval from the client. So we can't put client, we, we didn't put content up. We couldn't do link building around the content. Couldn't do any of the work we had planned to do because the client didn't give us approval to put content on their website. And now they're complaining that nothing's happening. So, so 
we got to make sure up front that everybody understands that this is a collaborative process. SEO most of the time is not something you just hand off to somebody and say do it and then you know come back six months later and say how to go, right? It, there's going to be some some collaboration involved in most cases. It's true, and in fact, I've uh, to to add to all this, I have a a, pro, a client right now who who's very adamant about this this transition we're doing for him into uh, Divi WordPress format that he'd be able to make all the changes he wants to it. I'm like, well, it's a very simplistic system in some regards, so you should be able to. However, these days, and this applies to everyone, even if you've been going in there and fixing a website on a regular basis, if that website has been optimized for speed, if you go in and start adding images or editing things, you're going to need some help again. There's a good chance that that's messing up the, the download speeds. Um, these days, just making changes to a site is not that simple, um, you know, at least without having re repercussions. So, uh, yeah, it's a little tougher, and we don't want to make it harder for clients because, frankly, a client contacting us saying, hey, we need this done for just a page is kind of painful. It's certainly not the kind of work we want to do. We do it, but we don't want to do it. We'd rather that, that, that they could just do it. But it's getting more difficult, especially in the age of mobile, where everything has to be as lean as possible. Um, and until they've invented better systems um, for automating that, because frankly, some clients just can't be taught. They're just not as technically savvy. You know, you then, uh, and they don't have the time to learn, right? Uh, it's going to be a problem. It's going to require a little more upfront fees from SEO, whoever's managing your webmaster. It doesn't matter if it's not SEO. The company who's managing your website is going to have to charge a little more because they're doing more work for you now. Um, it's a bit of an uphill battle. We don't like, again, this stuff because uh, I hate trying to explain it, uh, but it is a fact <laughs> of life now. <laughs> um, now, in this case, under the just following up, it talks about you know things you can do, picking up the phone. Use an email tracker to make sure they've opened the, the emails. Go to the next person if no one's answering. Move up the chain. These are all time-consuming. And if you're doing things on the lean as an SEO company, it's hard also for us to find the time to do that. You know, we have to expect a certain amount of collaboration. Um, however, we, there also is a burden of, of, of task on us to do this too. So it's a good reminder for SEO companies that mm -hmm. may be waiting this very moment for someone to get back to them. And they think, well, all right, fine. I'll pick up the phone. I mean, but I, I, I honestly believe it really goes back, if you want this to go smoothly, to when when you're first setting up this arrangement, make sure everybody has the expectations of who's responsible for what, what's the SLA, what's the service level agreement look like, and that service level agreement goes both ways. What do you expect from your SEO vendor as a client, and what are you expected to provide to that SEO vendor as the client? Um, it, it's important to, to, to nail that stuff down right from the get-go just to make sure everybody's on the same page. Agreed. Okay, uh, the next one was, I disagree with you. <laughs> as, a marketing, says, as a marketing consultant, you typically end up working directly with an organization's internal marketing team. A marketing team with experienced professionals, brand knowledge, and more often than not, a whole lot of opinions, unquote. That's so true. Um, there's a lack of education in the SEO world, as noted here. Um, and the, some of the people who may be interfacing have a hard-earned belief, a hard, or hard, <laughs> hard to lose belief that they know what they're talking about because they, mm -hmm. they read something, and that may be way updated. They just don't, and they don't respect the SEOs that were brought in for some. Reason. Good, great, John. What are you doing? 
Sorry, I was just I, I was moving my ass so it wouldn't chafe <laughs> <laughs> in my chair. So sorry. Wow, that's a sensitive mic. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, chafing aside here. Let's back to battles. Picking your battles. <laughs> All right. So we provide a lot of recommendations. Uh, sometimes so, they don't. Yes. So I actually had this almost exact conversation today with a prospective client, right? So it's a client I've been dealing with um, for a short time. And the idea was that they had to very legitimately had a reason they needed to change domains. And um, we were talking with them about what that entailed, what we needed to do um, to help them get that done and, and why it was important to do uh, this kind of, kind of type of work when you change domains. And then, you know, it was going along fine. We had a follow-up call and the client said, well, we're going to launch the new site on the same domain and change the domain next year sometime. So we don't need SEO anymore. Okay. So, to me, that that opens up a number of issues, you know, as far as talking to the person about, well, the domain was only one piece of it. You're changing your website. There's a lot of other stuff. That's beside the point. But it, it really falls into two categories when you come to this situation. One is the, the client falls into two categories. One is they're they're open. They want to know what's right. They're willing to learn. And they're, they're smart about it. And they say, okay, help me understand what's the right thing to do. The other type of client when you come in this situation is normally, is normally one that's trying to defend their position and say, no, this is what I understand. This is what I know. And this is what I'm going to go with unless you can convince me otherwise. So you've got these two different types of situations that I, I see happen all the time. You're either educating or you're trying to get over a defense mechanism when just talking about uh, someone disagreeing with you as an SEO and and you have to take different tactics on both ways but you know it, it happens frequently in, yeah. in my experience yeah and I'm sure even more so in the enterprise realm where you are dealing with another marketing uh, department um, mm -hmm. in my case we are the marketing department so in most cases um, we get playthrough um, it's just a matter of keeping on top of you know, the responses we need. Now, after 20 years of doing this, we've done a pretty good job of, of leaning, um, making this process quite lean. You know, we're ensuring that we're asking for all the stuff we absolutely need up front so that we don't have to bug them again. Um, but just the same, the next issue comes up, and that's the one noted here, which is we don't have time. Uh, time. That's something that all clients have a, a difficult time uh, providing. <laughs> um, and uh, it's it's... Well, what, we, what we've come to say is that if a person, uh, if a client hasn't got time to uh, fill out our intake form, well, obviously that's a problem. I mean, it's an intake. You've got to fill that. No way around it. That has to be done or we can't do our work. If it's time about uh, getting work done, like content that we require, hey, that's understood. No problem. What we're going to say, though, is you have to hold yourself accountable. If you're not providing content, then we're going to call, call you on it and say, okay, since you're not providing content and it is crucial to the success of this campaign or campaigns, uh, we ask that you allow us to have that content written for you and we'll get quotes. Um, yeah. I, I, I put it this way. Sometimes it depends on the client, but it's like you're paying for a service and you're spending money for us to, to help you and you're, you're spending this money and then you're getting in in a gentler way, I say, and then you're getting in front of in the way of us being able to do that. So you're give us, uh, giving us money. We can't do anything um, 
because of you. It's very similar to say, okay, I'm going to order a TV from Best Buy and I'm going to wait six months to pick it up. Even though I've already paid for it, I'm just going to let it sit there for six months until I decide I want to go pick it up. You know, it's it's a waste. You're paying this money, get the most value out of this money you can. Sometimes that means you're going to have to participate to, to help us help you. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, and, and and you know we we had an incident just yesterday of, of a, a new client fill out our intake form perfectly and completely, and it was just like the clouds parted. <laughs> we were so unreasonably happy. <laughs> did, did, did you offer them like a two percent discount just because they made you happy? <laughs> I tell you, we were pretty darn excited. Uh, we, were, we were just like there was like obvious joy. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I'm going to call them back up again. It's so hard to track to, to track people down, and, and and part of it is yes, they they, they don't understand. Hey, I, I totally get it. We're not by any means uh, demeaning anyone here. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's one of those things. I think every business has it. There's always these little points in their business which they'd love to fix, but uh, there's only so much you can do. Anyway, we're going to keep trying. <laughs> so just r- r- real quick, what are some of the most common mistakes or things that people leave off your intake form? Um, that are that are critical. Sure. Well, we'll say okay. We need uh, access to um, Google Analytics. They say okay. We provided it. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> or um, here's our login and password to our Yelp account because we're doing their local SEO. No, that doesn't work. Um, they've created a personal account, not a business account, or the business account password and login they provide it don't work. Um, all of these things require precious time to follow up on, and then they have to figure it out. Oftentimes, they're kind of annoyed that they have to do it again. Um, it's just human nature, thick, thick human nature. <laughs> this is this whole process. Uh, and uh, those are just a couple of examples. I mean, it, it, uh, some of them don't put descriptions in or they just put in a few words. Um, sometimes they upload. Oh, my God, we had, a, we had a great one. I mean, we love this client to death. And I think he'd, he'd be fine with me just making this joke. But he, 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 we, we asked for a logo to put in some of his stuff. He took a photo of his logo on his, uh, on, his <laughs> on a newspaper. <laughs> on a <laughs> newspaper. Like, oh, dear. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's all different types. And uh, again, we, we're asking for it in a way. We work with small business. We know we're going to have this problem often. Um, and again, we get more benefit than negative because we feel that we love working with these people because we often can make a massive impact on their bottom line. That that gets me pumped. That's neat. But uh, yeah, there's a double-edged sword. <laughs> yep. Okay, next up here is coming to terms with fake reviews. Yes, fake reviews are common as all heck now. Um, people are being paid to, there's fake review companies now, and you'll, you might even get the odd email if you have a local business ask you whether or not you'd like to pay for reviews and they will get them done for you. Um, but it is not only are you subject to legal issues if, if you're caught, but it is a complete destruction of your, your brand, your, your everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Reviews are, are, are becoming the holy grail of, of, well, they have been for a long time, but now even more so of uh, buyer's choice. You know, they're looking and, and deciding whether or not they want to go with you. Know, they find out later if everyone feels like they've been cheated because these reviews are fake, uh, 
And I can't even imagine how bad that can get. So, so why are we talking about reviews and SEO and fake reviews nonetheless? Just for trying to bring this back to our 101 listeners, why are reviews part of SEO to begin with? Sure. So part of uh, the Google local uh, figuration, configuration, at least Google, and there's lots of other places that are using reviews as well. Uh, reviews play a role in how well your, your, your local listings show up in search. Um, reviews on Google, reviews on third-party sites, all of these are considered. Uh, not every third-party site. So there's uh, uh, some curation going on here. But if you have... Uh, let's say you're a dentist nearby and you've got 300 four out of five or five star you know, between the two, uh, a mixture, and the person down the road has five stars but only 100. Um, if those were the only issues they were looking at, you know, there's more than that, of course, but if those were the only mm-hmm. ones, well, the guys with more reviews would do better. Um, and people know that and they've seen that and they're starting to game it. Now, again, that's not the only thing Google's looking at by any stretch. And we could get into a long list, a whole other show on what they're looking at. We have done before. Mm-hmm. But if there's an element of the algorithms that, Google, that people can game, they'd game it. And reviews in particular um, are, are being gamed heavily. And they're also, obviously, from a user's perspective, forget search engines, are being considered when people are considering buying or using a service. And I think it's important to know that there are legitimate ways and legitimate companies out there that will help you cultivate good quality reviews for your business. Um, the, the one that I'm most familiar with is Get Five Stars by our, our, our buddy um, uh, Mike Blumen, um, Blumenthal, who's been on the show a couple times. Um, he's part of a company called Get Five Stars where they actually go out and they have a system in place to help you cultivate good reviews with your existing client base. Um, those kind of services are very valuable and very helpful. The fake review companies, like Ross said, you're going to get in trouble one way or the other. If it's not in trouble from the engines or the, the, the legal system, your clients will catch on eventually and it's going to hurt your business in the long run. Fair enough. Okay, well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, a Mueller file. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hello, I'm Hector Elizondo, and I want to talk to you about getting older. My body hurts, my joints ache, and sometimes I forget. I forget that doing all your own scenes for a movie isn't always the best decision, especially when you're galloping high speed on a horse named Archibello. So yes, my body hurts, but it's not because of my age. It's because I'm living my life. Don't let life pass you by. Take care of your brain health. It may just help you stay on top of your game. Oh, Archibello! Learn more at brainhealth.gov. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. 
Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right. What Mueller file is this? We, we got one little Mueller file today. Probably could have done more, but this was one of those ones. Like, are people still asking about this type of questions? <laughs> and it's just, I just wanted to bring it up because since people are asking about it, I thought it'd be good for our listeners in the SEO 101 space just to make sure they understand. And basically, someone asked John via Twitter, I believe it was, if the anchor text and internal links make a difference. And they absolutely do. Um, the, the the anchor text in your internal links is just as important, um, if pro- if not more important than anchor text from external links, um, because external links you want to make sure there's a broad, broad, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Ross? A broad grouping of different types of links, whether they're image links, URL URL links, brand links, and then those non-branded term links. There has to be a good collection of all of those. With your internal links, it's really strictly, I think, majority of that is non-branded categorical relevancy type terms. Images aren't going to be as much a deal that that anchor text in your internal links is probably more critical than it is for external links, in my opinion. Right. There you go. Internal links. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anchor text matters. Yes. And, and, and when we're doing um, a regular on-site optimization for clients, we're looking at internal links and ensuring that that is created. That those internal anchor links, are our textual links, are created and are uh, pointing to the right pages. Um, you don't want them pointing to pages that really have very little bearing because uh, that's link juice you're pushing around. That's page rank, whatever you want to call it. It's important that that is that, that the key pages of your site are getting the attention that deserves. So, and, and and anchor links are great for that. Yeah, and try and just as long as we're on this topic, try to avoid any redirects at all in your internal linking. Get rid of them. You can you can update those links and get rid of any re- redirects. You know, if you if you change a page or move a page, change the navigation as well. Great. Well. On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, thank you for joining us today. Have a great week, and remember to tune to the future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.